The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hi again, everyone. Welcome to the Wrestling Podcast. It's Raj Geary here this week, along with Matt Morgan. Uh, Glenn couldn't be here tonight. The The fire's out in the West Coast. Uh, he is fine right now. It hasn't hit his county, but he has a lot of friends and family over at his house who have been evacuated. So, uh, you know, we're, we're um, going to send our thoughts and out to everyone in, out in California affected by these fires, and, and hopefully that gets cleared up real soon. But, uh, Matt, how are you doing today? Doing good, tired, but uh, uh, it was a pretty good raw tonight. I thought. Yeah, it's definitely eventful. Um, a lot of a lot of stuff happened. A lot of stuff that uh, we were expecting, and and they pulled the trigger on it finally tonight. And uh, I thought it was well done. Uh, most obviously, the Shield reunion. Uh, what were your thoughts on tonight's show overall? Um, very very positive, very good. I thought. Um, I liked actually how they ended the show. I liked that they're trying desperately. Now, I don't know why now all of a sudden they're doing it, but I guess because Enzo is really that talented on the microphone or whatnot to them trying to put to put more spotlight on the cruiserweight division. Um, you know, I'd like them trying that, you know, and trying to close out the show with that, even though we know it's not really the main event. You know, I appreciate their attempt at it. You know, we always want new. We want different. This is what that was. Um, and uh, the Shield reunion was Obviously, very predictable. We knew that was going to happen, but still a cool thing to watch. You know, it was a good show. Yeah, so, um, and, and we'll get to the Enzo stuff. You, you think this is just, uh, you think this is the end of the Enzo experiment or just part of the story? It has to be part of the story because he's been so great. He's been so good, and it's it's cool to see him getting rewarded because that's what he's getting. He's getting rewarded um, when they keep closing out the show like this with his stuff. And uh, his promo in the ring with Kurt Angle tonight, I'm sorry, but he was a main event act tonight, in my opinion, on that microphone. Yeah, I, I and I, I hope you're right because, you know, I wasn't sure about Enzo winning the Cruiserweight title when they first did it, but, man, he has added a spark to that division, and, and it, would, it would hate to see that all go away. If you were clicking through the channels and you stopped and you didn't watch wrestling in a while, like since the Attitude Era, and you saw someone going at Kurt Angle like he was on the microphone with all that confidence, you'd have to say, wow, this guy's a big star. This guy must be a huge star. Right. No, I agree. And uh, so uh, let's go go right to the show. The show opened out with The Miz. Uh, Curtis Axel's with him. No Bo Dallas this week. I wonder if he's injured or something. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. We don't know anything. No, I didn't hear anything. Um, so I'll, I'll check on that and, and see tomorrow. But uh, 
I, I forget if they wrestled at this weekend's live events or not. But um, anyway, uh, Curtis Axel was with them. They were doing the Mizzy Awards. Uh, the first went to Curtis Axel for Perseverance. <laughs> the fans chanted, <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> and then they dedicated the award to Bo Dallas. And um, they said they're thinking of him and, and hopes he gets better soon. And then the second award went to Cesaro and Sheamus and, uh, for Best Supporting Actor or Best Supporting Role or whatever. And then, um, you know, teasing the Shield reunion the whole time, uh, The Miz, you know, said uh, he had an award for the big dog. He said the name's not Roman Reigns, it's him. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I thought The Miz was tremendous here. Um, He was, you know, he was getting the fans just eating out of the palm of his hands. Roman came out. uh, The Miz taunted him, said, you know, they've been hearing about the rumors. Reigns said, what rumors? Which was a cool line. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I mean, fans popping for Roman Reigns two weeks in a row, so... This, this seems like the one storyline that has worked over the last two years that's got people cheering for him. Yeah, even he can't. Yeah, even people that don't cheer for him, like they're going to pop for this. You know, everyone wants to see this reunion. And yeah. uh, I think it's good for all three guys right now, actually. Absolutely. So the fans popped. Um, or Dean Ambrose came out. Then Seth Rollins came out. They surrounded the ring. And, uh, and then they jumped and they attacked everybody. They hit the shield triple power bomb on the Miz. And that was it. They stood tall as the music hit the first time in, mm-hmm. I guess, like three years since, uh, since they broke wow. up. So was, and we've seen small variations of their reunion. You've seen, you know, um, yeah. Seth, you've seen, you know, Dean and Dean and Seth, obviously, and, and then Roman and Dean. But this is the first time that all three have been, um, Outside of a spot in a match a couple of years ago, the first time. Right. So I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, they did something with AJ Styles, I remember. Uh, maybe a pay-per-view or something like that where all three of them were did something. I think it was a triple power bomb they did or something like that for a yeah, quick minute. Yeah, they did it. And then they kicked the shit out of Seth. <laughs> so then <sighs> Roman and, and Dean did. So um Anyway, a really cool moment. It feels like a big deal. Uh, they don't have a world title match at this pay per view, so this more, you know, this more than uh, replaces that. So, uh, cool stuff. Uh, up next, we had Jason Jordan versus Carl Anderson. Uh, just kind of basic filler. These guys seem to be paired with each other in some fashion every week. And uh, you know, you were talking about. You know, fans of the Attitude Era. If this was the Attitude Era, this would have been a match where I'd be tuning into Nitro and see what's going on over there. <laughs> but Jordan looked good. Um, Jordan got the win. Uh, any anything for this? No, uh, other than I like I like watching him work. I, I continue to watch. Like as a worker, I like to watch him go. I do. Um, I'm, I'm just wish he could connect a little bit faster. Are you surprised at all that they really haven't gone anywhere with the Kurt Angle Jason Jordan storyline? Like after the reveal, it's kind of been just just there. They haven't done anything with it. It could be that they're turning him heel. You know what I mean? And this is just a slow burn to get there. Yeah. You got to go through these 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 neutral weeks, if you will, where it's just like kind of where it's there every week, and they can just go to the B roll and show clip after clip after clip. Like that's really what I think it's for. Could be. There's. It doesn't seem to be any hints right now, but I hope you're right. Um, they had Elias walking backstage with the guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came back from break. He had a. He had a song again. I think Elias just seems very poised out there in, in front of the audience. Um, 
This was this was an odd thing because Titus came out. He had a banjo, and the babyface announcers are burying Titus and praising Elias. So that was <laughs> that was something you don't see every day. So we had Apollo Cruz versus Elias for for like the six hundredth time in the last right. two months. Same, you know, Apollo Cruz got a little bit more in this time, but ultimately it was just Elias getting a win. Yeah, um, he is getting much much better um, and more entertaining. And like you said, poise is a great word. He's taking his time. He's not rushing. Um, he's he's killing it, in my opinion. I don't like yeah. the, I don't like the act. If I'm being honest, it's not my cup of tea. But I uh, he's very confident out there, and he's improving. So you got to give it to him. Yeah, there was someone in, in at the at the show that had a pants. Uh, Mike Pence wants to ban backbreakers sign uh, that ended up getting confiscated. So a lot of people were asking what that meant. It's because when you do a backbreaker before you hit the backbreaker, you take a knee. So that's what uh, that's what that meant. So lame. <laughs> um, what do we have next? Then next we had uh, Enzo Amore in the ring with, uh, with Kurt Angle, and this was the promo we already talked about. That um, can I bring up something real quick during sure. the ma- I forgot to tell you this before during the Jordan, um, what was his name, Anderson match? Mm-hmm. Was that, did you hear? 25% of the audience chanting too sweet, too sweet, yeah. too sweet. 25% of those audience, I told you, Young Buck fans. Where were they Bullet Club fans? It's because Finn Balor did that first. Were, no, they were shoving it up WWE's ass for trying to do the whole season desist order. Come on. But bro. they were they were chanting it during a Finn Balor match and a Carl Anderson match. Same both thing. Both of those were from that's the, the time you know, they're both it. Bullet Club. You can't be serious that you really think that's why they're doing it. It's just tonight's the first time they've ever chanted that. They've never chanted that before. You but they just happened to chant it during the two Bullet Club member matches? Because that's when you would do it. Where else would you do it? I don't Those know. Those are any, the guys connection with them. Those are the two people that have the same the, the connection to the Bullet Club. Right. I, I so, the Young Bucks. Yeah, so they've chanted that before uh, for Finn nope. Balor. And, uh, not I've recently, but that. when the when the when Balor, uh, Gallows and Anderson first came in, they chanted that uh, a lot in the, you know, the first couple months. Mm-mm. I want right. to see it. I want to see right. it. All right. Anyway. All right. So you think a quarter of the fans were Young Buck fans? You could hear it. All right. They weren't chanting Young Bucks. Or suck it. Anyway. Um, so we had Matt Hardy versus Braun Strowman next. Uh, that, they gave Matt a lot here. Uh, I thought it was going to be a quick squash. Matt looks broken down. Something's up with him physically. Like something's up with his hip or something. You could see it. You he think can, it's more? You think it's more pronounced now because he's not in tags? Yeah, like he hits. Watch when he hits the rope. Something's very off with his everything. Yeah, very, very, very off. His punches have gotten a little different as well because of it. Like something's really off with him. Yeah, and it's yeah. not the whole. Oh, he's changing into the whole broken character, which he's doing. But that's not what it was. It was something physically really wrong, and I've noticed it since he came back. But it's gotten, like you said, in singles, it's getting way more pronounced. And and the broken thing. You think he is bringing it back? It just seems like he's just doing the same stuff every week, just trying to tease it, hoping uh, that fans keep mm-hmm. doing it. But it's not coming back. The the announcers are the ones that made me think that he's doing it because he put they, they put it over. What did they? What did they say? Um, that he's gone through this transformation since not since losing Jeff, his his brother as a tag team partner. Yeah, 
Like if, right. the, if Lado called it either transformation or something of the same definition of transformation. Okay. Since losing his brother, Jeff. I don't see it happening because Impact still owns that character, but maybe... They're not going to call it broken, obviously. It's going to be a, a thing. If they do it, something you know, different. It's not going to be the same Matt Hardy. It's, they, they, they go back and watch it. They said it like a few times at the beginning of the match. They were really trying to get something across, in my opinion. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, it, it'd be good for them, but um, it's just been so long and they haven't done anything with it, but it, we'll see. I, I mean, this would be the time with Jeff out. Uh, so anyway, Matt hit a twist of fate. Um, then Braun kicked out, mm-hmm. overpowered him, and hit a running power slam for the win. Uh, after the match, Braun was going to beat up Matt again, and then the Shield came out. And this was its kind of weird. You had three baby faces beating up one heel. But uh, they tripled Team Braun. The fans were loving it. Uh, they took apart the announce table, and they did the triple powerbomb on Braun Strowman through the announce table, which, I mean, that spot was pretty awesome. The crowd big was going nuts for that. Yeah, it was a big statement. Yeah. So... Um, what were your thoughts on on that whole thing, and then Braun getting added to that match? Um, I, I just nothing. They had nothing for Braun. Like I, I don't know. I don't like Braun in it, to be honest. Um, but what else do you do with him right now? Yeah, you know what I mean. That's what just felt like. Oh, what do we do with Braun? We, we they just kind of threw him in there. Um, I don't like him being triple power bombed. I don't like that. But, uh, you know, the Shield is a dominant, you know, uh, team. So it makes – it gets them more over, obviously. But uh, I don't have much to really think say about it. I don't know. I'm not excited about it. Yeah. It does – I mean, the fact that it's a TLC match, you, I mean, they probably are going to do some cool stuff with Braun in there now. Yeah. Yeah. Spot-wise, sure. Yeah. Um, so we had that um, back from break. Uh, the Shield said that they're back and they'll take on anyone, three, four, five, six guys, however many it takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had a promo with Mickey James. Um, she talked about people backstage not quite liking her and then realizes because of Alexa Bliss, she kind of knocked Alexa. Alexa came out, looked apologetic. Then <laughs> she played this uh, tribute video which was one of those, it looked like one of the um, entrance videos for the Vaude Villains. It was that old school 1930s, um, you know, Carney, uh, Carney promo video. So I thought, I was, thought that, you know, that was kind of amusing. What would you think? Yeah, something, something different and something just to extend this a little bit longer. What you, would you think of Mickey James promo? I thought that was a little mm. on the weak side. It was. Anytime you put a baby face in that predicament, though, it's kind of tough to pull off. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, like, like everybody not liking her and whatnot. I just thought that was a stupid direction to go. Yeah, I thought Alexa. I thought Alexa was great here. She continues to always be. Yeah, she really is. So yeah, earlier with that Kurt Angle promo, they announced Kurt Angle. I mean, uh, Enzo versus Kalisto for tonight for the cruiserweight title, mm-hmm. and that would be a lumberjack match. Yeah. Um, what do we have next? We had a promo for Asuka's debut, and they were backstage with Bailey and Sasha Banks. Alicia Fox came in. They kind of parried her, uh, complaining about never having a shirt. She did that on Lillian Garcia's podcast last week, so they're kind of 
making fun of her for that. Uh, they all wanted to face Asuka. Dana Brooke, Emma came in, and they announced a fatal five-way with the winner facing Asuka at TLC. Now, it looks like they're going to keep that streak alive because they were mentioning that a lot tonight, that she's undefeated and, hmm. and it's never lost. Well, I mean, when you're building somebody up, I mean, if they have an undefeated record coming up from the minors, you'd obviously boast about it as they're about to take the mound or they're about to check into the game for basketball or, I don't know, any type of single situation where there's an undefeated streak. You you have to mention something like that because it is impressive. But, uh, again, two different worlds, NXT and uh, Raw. If she becomes undefeated, she starts from scratch again on Raw, in my opinion. But... I could be wrong. You think they'll announce her as undefeated to start with or, or just drop it as soon as she's on the main roster? That's a great question, man. In, in, in a sport, you would. I don't know with this, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I really don't know what they do with this. I don't think it really matters either way. I don't think the common fan gives a crap that she's undefeated in NXT. The, the common fan. Mm-hmm. Not like us. Not like people that watch it every single week, you know? Yeah. So next up, we had the first of two cruiserweight matches, Jack Gallagher and, and Brian Kendrick versus Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gallagher and Kendrick getting the win was slice bread number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was slice bread number one? I don't know. I was, is it, this is where he uses the ropes, right? Always. So, yeah, yeah always. I don't know. Um, <laughs> he's he's continued. He's, he's so damn good, though, Brian. Um you know, I'm surprised actually now he's bringing it up, but we, he didn't do more with him. Like, as far as somebody to do something with Enzo on the mic or character-wise, Brian would be pretty solid, actually. Yeah. Character-wise, I mean, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. And and they tease stuff on 205 Live, and then they kind of forget about it completely on Raw. Like, they had Brian yeah. Kendrick kind of kissing up to him, and then they don't follow that up at, on Raw. They had the same <laughs> yeah. thing with Arya Dabari, and then it's it's like... Nothing yeah, happened. I was hoping something would come of that with Arya. Okay, so Justin saying the move is the best thing si- since sliced bread. That's why it's called sliced bread number two. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll take it. All right. Um, let's see. We had Kurt Angle on the phone. The Miz walked in. He wants the Shield to keep their word and adds Braun Strowman to their team. So now it's four on three at TLC, it's, which is weird. Yeah, yeah, but um, it it it's at least they're adding a big star to the mix as opposed to you know Bo Dallas or something like that. <laughs> yeah, um, does Curtis Axel have anything? No, he'll probably be in their corner maybe. But yeah, I I thought at first when you know with Bo Dallas, I thought they were selling last week's injury, but you would think they would do that with Curtis Axel as well. So it, it didn't make sense for. One of them to be on and not two if it was storyline. Also, no Nia Jax tonight and no Neville. I'm cool with no Nia Jax, but I would have loved to have seen Neville. Especially, maybe there's obviously a reason for it. Yeah. Yeah, There's no way they they don't let him be part of that victory celebration at the very end. You know know what I mean? There's still more to that. It has to be. You'd think. Unless they, with just Neville's character, they don't want him cheering with all the other cruiserweights. I don't know. To keep him heel? That yeah. can happen. Yeah. Just keep him that badass kind of loner. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, next, we had Finn Ballard doing a promo. That too sweet chant broke out. Um, and 
Finn brings up how Bray Wyatt introduced the world to Sister Abigail, yada, yada, yada. Bray is like a poison. Um, said that Wyatt's despa- desperate for attention and to instill fear, but the Balor Club is not afraid of him. Uh, Bray pops up and does this promo as Sister Abigail before cha- he so he changes into Sister Abigail and then changes back. So he's going to be wrestling as Sister Abigail. <laughs> I fell asleep during this. Are you kidding me? No, 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 that's the plan. He's gonna. You crapping me? I thought I dreamt that. Like, <laughs> did they show him morphing back and forth? Yeah, he morphed at the beginning and then morphed back. Okay, that's what I saw before I fell asleep for for a few minutes there. Yeah. Um, by the way, I hate the name Balor Club. I've always wanted to say that. I love Finn Balor. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. I'm friends with him on the side, but I hate the name Balor Club and their attempt to you know use Bullet Club or have some sort of connection to it. It just sounds like a boating club to me. <laughs> like it sounds like a sh- like a, like a polo shirt, Balor yeah. Club on the on, on the chest here. It's I don't weird. Like it. Yeah, because it is weird how WWE. If 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 New Japan was doing something similar, um, you know, like something similar to the Shield, they would they probably get a cease and desist. Yeah. Yes, they would. Um, like yeah, if they call them the the. But there's a huge difference between Bullet Club. That just sounds cool. And uh, Battler Club, I, I don't know. It sounds like something out of Greenwich, Connecticut. Dudes wearing docksiders and <laughs> khakis and that polo shirt. This is Battler Club on it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it never, it never sounded natural. But yeah. anyway, so that's that's the deal. We're gonna have a, a third Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor match, except <laughs> it's gonna be Sister Abigail. So. And so, yeah, he did the half the promo as a scary woman. I mean, it was a creepy promo. I thought it was it was very Halloweeny. It was corny, but it was creepy. But I don't know him him wrestling a sister Abigail. Just something about it that just that's good. No, it's oh, terrible. Yeah, You're I mean, wrestling could, as a, a a woman spirit. It could, it could be like Randy Orton versus. Uh, him bad, if you remember. You remember how bad that was? Yeah, the the House of Horrors. Yes, it could be that bad. Yeah. So, I, I mean, nothing could be that. that bad. It can't be that bad, but you know what I'm saying. As far as, or no, who was the dude? Who's the dude from Fashion? Uh, come on, um, come on. What's the dude who looks like Christian? Um, from Fashion Files. What's his name? Tyler Breeze. Thank you, Tyler Breeze. Remember when he was like going in and out of being different characters? I thought it was funny, but <laughs> it's going to be that campy. Yeah, you, you got to wonder how, how the it. how the crowd is going to react. It's cool to have all this. Like, by the way, I wanted a completely different thing. The way WWE, have you noticed their entrances now? Like the top of the freaking building, like the ceiling has like these light up. Um, I saw it in the pay per view last night. Like the top of the. Oh, God, the, the 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 roof, the ceiling. When they pan out to the whole audience and they, someone's entrance music hits, you, the whole ceiling lights up in that wrestler's colors. Yeah, I did you see that? They they've been doing that for a while, right? I, I, I maybe I'm just noticing it now. I don't know. I thought it, I think that's incredible. Like, what kind of money they're putting into this? Yeah, unless you're referring to something different. Um, Last might... night I noticed it humongously. I'm talking about like the whole ceiling was lit up. For, like for Nat- every wrestler? In Natty's colors, and every one of their colors. Yeah, in every wrestler's colors. Or their name, or whatever. You can go back and watch it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to check that out. They didn't showcase it. You'd have to like go back and like pause it like I had to, to see it, which I don't get. But Yeah, all right. I'll have to check that out. Uh, before we do that, though, we wanted to bring uh, today's episode is brought to you by Stamps.com. 
these days you can pretty much get everything on demand. So why are you still going to the post office and dealing with their limited hours when you can get postage on demand with stamps.com? Where is my scale? Uh, they send you, uh, you they send you a digital scale, um, your postage, everything, and you do everything right at your desk. Uh, you can buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package using your own computer and printer. And unlike the post office, stamps.com never closes, so you can get postage whenever you need it 24-7. You don't have to run out in the weather. Uh, you just do it all from the convenience of, of your home. I'll give, um, you, I'll give you a great example. This kind of came in handy. Uh, this weekend, I was out chasing the absentee ballots, um, trying to hit homes that have absentee ballots sent to them in my election here in Longwood, right? And one of the things I was doing is, People that I knew for sure, talking to them at the door, were going to vote for me. I'd run back out to my truck and get a stamp and envelope that I had purchased, and try to like you know say, hey, look, I'll take care of your your, your ship, you know, your uh, stamp and envelope for you. You don't have to waste any money on it. Here you go, just fill it out, put it back in the mail, you know, kind of a thing. And uh, a lot of people do that. And uh, how simple would that have been, just to you know somebody at home, just to, because today was Columbus Day, and. Uh, let's say yesterday I knocked on someone's door, they could have easily just went on stamps.com and had this done in seconds, you know, for, for those of them that I didn't give a stamp and envelope to, you know what I mean? Because nobody's going to just hand you a stamp and envelope, you know what I mean? You've got to go to the store, you've got to purchase it. It's a pain in the butt for something that's so inexpensive to begin with. Right. And nobody, yeah. I don't know about you, but when you run out of stamps, it's annoying to go to the store just to pick up more. Absolutely. And with this, you could buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package using your computer or printer. It doesn't have to be just the letter size. It's for any uh, any type of package. So, uh, Something get, that's red tagged, you think, too? I, I think it's everything, yeah. So, like, a fish, that's incredible. And, yeah, right now you use the uh, use the name INC and you get a special offer, which is not only a four-week trial at stamps.com, but it includes postage and a free digital scale. So you can measure your packages and everything right at your desk. And uh, cool. yeah, it's really cool. So don't wait. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. You'll see a radio microphone at the top of the homepage. Just go to that and type in INC. That's stamps.com. Enter INC. Check it out. This, well, I'm telling you, once you use it, you'll probably never go to the post office again. So stamps.com. Uh, so we go back, we go back to Raw. Uh, we had, Matt, I wanted to ask you about this. Uh, there's been a little bit of an uproar around the Susan G. Komen stuff and using the Ultimate Warrior to promote it, uh, you know, with the Unleash Your Warrior campaign. Right. Um, Warrior said some stuff in the past, making fun of Bobby Heenan when he had cancer, uh, making fun of, you know, a cancer, a person with cancer, and the fact that they're using him for it. What are your thoughts on that? If you don't like Ultimate Warrior, I could see someone's argument for that. I think that's where that stems from. I don't think that's somebody that's a Warrior fan that has an issue with that. I don't think that's somebody that's sitting on the fence that has an issue with that. I think that's somebody that specifically just doesn't like Ultimate Warrior. Um, I don't think it's okay for him to be making fun of people with cancer, obviously. Lost my dad that way. But uh, nonetheless, that's... You know, WWE is pretty smart about these types of things, man. You know, I think if they saw this as an issue, this never would have come up to begin with. You know what I mean? They know this. They know what he said in the past. They're not stupid. They know everything. Yeah, it seems, uh, yeah, I don't know. Is this an online thing? No, no. I mean, it's stuff that Warrior for a long time, he had a website where he no, would. Oh, I, I used he, to watch it. No, no. I mean, as far as, like, 
this being, uh, you're talking about him making fun of, you know, people with cancer. Yeah. And when did this start happening and who's saying it? Uh, it's starting to get, it's starting to get some media. The, uh, there was an article at the AV club, uh, a couple other spots, just you know, his, his old comments that he's made about gays and, and mm-hmm. like, uh, Heath, Le- Heath Ledger, when he died, he said some stuff, British bulldog, when he died, um, yep. just he said a lot of messed up stuff, you know, stuff right. that, you know, they don't use Hulk Hogan now and using warrior when it's directly related to that, uh, what they're using him for. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. Um, I don't know. I, I'm. I, I think it's it's odd, but, but you know, obviously it's got it's getting a little pressed, but not a lot. So it's, it seems like something that's going to slip under the radar. Yeah, it will. <laughs> All right. So still to come, we got Kaliso versus Enzo in the lumberjack match. Uh, we had the fatal five way with the winner facing Oscar. I, I love Corey Graves co- constantly mentioning that. Why would anyone want to min- win this match? Um, <laughs> so I, I like you know selling it as something dangerous. I'm I like that they don't didn't give away uh, Sasha Banks versus Oscar yet. Uh, I didn't think they were going to, but I almost thought they would with Bailey because they've worked together so much that um, I could see them wanting her in the ring with someone that she's familiar with right off the bat. Um, but they didn't. It, it it was an elimination match. I don't know if they ever announced it, but that it was an elimination match. But it was the the announcers didn't seem to know. <laughs> and uh, it ended with Emma pinning Sasha to get the win. So it'll be Emma versus Asuka at TLC. Gee, where's this going to go? <laughs> Emma is going to be absolutely destroyed in 20 seconds. Yeah. You know, so not much to it. Seeing what they're doing with Nakamura on SmackDown, do you think, uh, you think they'll book Asuka the right way on Raw? No, I think they'll screw up and try to like, get her to talk too much, and because she speaks the same thing that happened that happened with Nakamura. Nobody has more charisma than that guy, and they managed to flounder by putting him in stupid positions. Mm-hmm. You know, don't let him talk. Let his, he's the one dude that didn't need to talk. You know, mm-hmm. and um, she's not as charismatic, but she's not. She's but she's very charismatic though. You know. Mm-hmm. Not on his level, but enough to. I hope they just don't make put her in those stupid situations to talk too much. Here's the problem I have with WWE a lot of times with these wrestlers is a lot of these guys are very charismatic, but just not. It, 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 they they expect everyone to be charismatic in the same way, and, and right. different. You know, it, it's like if you watch UFC, Dan Henderson, he's not a, a guy that knocks them dead with his promos or anything, but he's a superstar and people relate to him and. He's just got a different kind of charisma. He just is not like a Conor McGregor or a big, you know, right. a loudmouth. So it's like they don't know how to promote the different kinds of charisma, and they want them all to cut these the same promos that at everyone else cuts. And and if you can't do it right, you end up down the card. And they'll put it. And they're gonna screw up by putting her in a stupid like these these stupid uh, you know female wrestler girly type uh, uh, promos. Do you know what I mean? Where where so and so's, you know, bitching about her boyfriend or something stupid like that, that'll be the kiss of death for her. They put her in segments like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I could see them doing that down like six months in. Yeah. No, absolutely. I could. I could one hundred percent see that. Um, they did this backstage promo with Finn Balor, who was acting scared. He's afraid of what Bray may have unleashed. 
So the rumor uh, was that Finn is going to face Brock Lesnar next at uh, at Survivor Series. Um, so you think they have Finn beat Bray Wyatt again, or yeah. Sister Abigail? Yes. Even though he's debuting the Sister Abigail, <laughs> especially because he's debuting the Sister <laughs> Abigail character, and it's going to be horrible. Yeah, I guess it doesn't count as man on woman violence, but good God. Um, Feel bad for Bray. Um, Charlie was backstage with Kalisto. Name drops Eddie Guerrero. Today would have been his 50th birthday. And Rey Mysterio got some pops for that. And uh, then he knocked Enzo Amore and said he was going to do Rey and Eddie proud by winning the title. Um, So that was... Hang on. How did Rey fit into this? I don't know. I, I think he was just saying that Ray's an influence, and oh, okay, yeah, but I don't know. It, uh, but yeah, Eddie would have been fifty today, so yeah. Um, yeah, so I almost wonder if that might have been part of the reason they did it too. But anyway, regardless, Kalisto, um, he like when he came out last week, it was dead. I mean, I was in Denver, and you could hear a pin drop, and uh, so. I don't know if this was a way to give him some steam or they just decided they want, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that must be it because I can't imagine them wanting to give up on Enzo already. No, definitely not. Right now he's one of the hottest acts on that damn show. Yeah, absolutely. So they had a pretty long match and uh, fans chanted, this is awesome at one point, which I think that's gotta be the, the first time ever that fans chanted that in an Enzo match. Yep. <laughs> he, he, he was there for everything tonight. Yeah, no, he was uh I thought he was great. The match itself was what it was, but I thought Enzo, for, for his character, I thought right. he was awesome. Yeah, definitely. He's a guy that knows his character inside out, upside down in every situation. Yeah. And so Enzo actually had him beat at one point. Uh, Mustafa Ali interfered. Him uh, Enzo called him a son of a bitch and clotheslined him on the floor. Uh, he's trying to do something with Kalisto on the top, but Kalisto countered and nailed a super Salida del Sol for the pin and to win the title. Uh, so you had Neville holding that title forever, and then in the span of you know three months or whatever, you've had Tozawa, then Neville regain it, then Enzo, and now to Kalisto. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of playing hot potato with the title right now. What did what, you think of this? Again, there's more to this than we know. That's all. Like, again, they're not giving up on him. And so I just think this dude's just in the spot right now to, for whatever reason, they need him to lose. I don't know why, but it's definitely not for the push of homeboy. I hope not. But It's definitely not the push for uh, Lucha, whatever the hell his name is. Um, Kalisto. What was his name? Kalisto. Jesus yeah. Christmas. It's definitely not for him. Yeah. It's not like, okay, we're going to get behind, you know, Callisto now. He's going to be, you know, he's going to carry our cruiserweight division. No one's saying that. No way. He, that, that, that was done to add whatever layer and wrinkle is being needed to be added to the Enzo slot to the, against the cruiserweight angle. Yeah. So the match itself was what it was, but it, it surprise ending. The crowd was into it. The crowd is more into the cruiserweight division now. Say what you will about Enzo, but the crowd is more into the cruiserweight division now than they've been ever. Yeah, since it started. So um, and you know it makes you want to tune into two hundred five live. So we'll yep. see where they go from here. But that I, was I, I've uh, never watched that show, but but unless I knew Davari would be on because he's a you know friend. But other than that, I never would watch it. I watch it every week now and fast forward to, to Enzo's stuff. 
Right. It feels like when Enzo's not on, the show still kind of, feels kind of dead. I don't want to see it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, uh, eventful show. I thought I thought it was a good show overall. Definitely a good B plus. Yeah. B B B plus. So uh, on to other stuff. There's not really a whole lot going on right now. Did you Did you get a chance to check out that Santino Morella uh, Jim? Cornette? I did. I wish I was in with Jimmy, dude. I mean, Jimmy's you know not always right, obviously, and. Um, but what I saw, unless I'm missing another video, was Santino like trying to like you know big dog him there and like like step in front of him as Jimmy was trying to walk away. And they, first of all, they they had a confrontation, right? Mm-hmm. Talking shit to each other. And then as Jimmy walks away, you know Santino steps in front of him a few times and try to like get physical, kind of. Yeah, yeah. You so- know, for anybody that's saying, oh well, you know he slapped him in the face when he when he could have been fired and he couldn't do anything about it now, so he's doing it now. If I use that logic, then I'm going back to fifth grade and I'm beating up uh, Jason Capazelli, who came on my bus and smacked me on the face when I was in fifth grade because now I can beat his ass at age whatever. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? That's the stupidest logic I ever heard. He's yeah. an old man at the end of the day, and I wish I was there with Jimmy because I would have fucking put him through a wall if I was there with Jimmy and I saw him do that. <laughs> so so uh, Dennis Farrell, who does the our Friday podcast with Petey Williams, he was there. And so what he was saying happened was Santino walked up to Jim Cornette and they shook hands. So either they shook his hand or Cornette refused to shake his hand. And then Santino said, hmm. so what do you think about me now? Or do you, whatever you have to say to my face, you could say it now. And Jim Santino kind of joke. Yeah. And then you made a laughing stock of the business. I think you think it's fun. And I'm intent. I was always entertained by Santino for the record. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I know Jimmy is just not into, you know, funny, being, you know, making money kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. So they, they they got into it. It got heated. Jim Cornette is just going off. He's like you know crazed at one uh-huh. point, and uh, it was going on for a while. Uh, Santino is calling him. I think he, he he was making some serious allegations there. And then uh, what were the allegations? Allegations. He called he called him a, a rapist, mofo. You called Jim Cornette a rapist? Yeah, I thought it was racist at first, but you go back to listen to it. It was uh, a rapist. Was he using Santino gimmick voice, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It was, it was, was he a shtick? <laughs> no. It was, uh, and then Jim Cornette called him delusional. He just went back and forth. Security broke him up. They both got, They were both going to get kicked out, but then Cornette said he was just leaving on his own. So yeah, that 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 was based off of uh, stems from a slap twelve years ago. <laughs> so there, there you go. Yeah, Some, uh, I, just, I just, I don't know. I just, you know, it is what it is. I'm loyal to those that are loyal to me. And Jimmy, uh, like Jimmy's never slapped me in the face, but Jimmy is definitely. Um, it's something I didn't sell for properly or. Or whatnot, he'd be in the back, and he he'd be so animated, you know. He, he it never would come across as uh, I'm I'm abusing my power, and I'm gonna go up and just kick this wrestler in the nuts, you know, because <laughs> I could get away with it because I'm Jim Cornette. And that, it was never that at all. None of us ever took it as that, yeah. you know. Um, if you want to go back to, to to when it started, like people don't even get the story right. The YouTube video I saw today, this idiot was saying how. Uh, you know, this stems from a, a OV, Ohio Valley Wrestling practice session. No, it didn't. It was a TV. It was, it was an actual match where Boogeyman came out. It was supposed to be the most intimidating, scariest son of a bee on the planet. And it was important that everyone in the audience 
the, 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 the workers that were planted in the audience were terrified of this guy. And homeboy sitting there laughing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And goofing around, like, I'd be pissed too. Wouldn't slap somebody in the face over it, you know, but nonetheless, yeah. you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, like, those are learning lessons as a rookie. I've been in that spot before where I've done something I probably shouldn't have done. I'll tell you right now, me and Mickey James broke kayfabe. We were watching the rookies OVW show one night and we all went together to watch it and Mickey was a face and I was a heel and Jimmy find us both and cussed me out something big in front of the whole locker room because I deserved it. I broke kayfabe and you couldn't do that in OVW. You couldn't be seen in public with, you know, heel faces, even as you might see that's old and prehistoric. Those were the rules though. And I broke them. So I earned that ass chewing, you know, and I never had a problem with that. Yeah. And so for anyone who doesn't know, so this was in, in 2005, Jim Cornette was the head booker of OVW. Uh, I just said what it was. Well, they, they didn't know that he was the head booker and that, he, it, that was the development territory for WWE at the time. Jeez, if you don't know that, you shouldn't be why. Jeez. <laughs> you fans, if you don't know that, you're not a wrestling fan. So yeah, so Jim Cornette got upset, slapped Santino backstage. He, he, Santino had like this Russian gimmick back then, but he was supposed to be scared. He was laughing in the crowd. Uh, he got slapped backstage, and WWE fired him for it. And that was, w, you know, WWE never rehired Jim Cornette again. So that was his the end of his run with WWE. So, um, yeah. and and they both ripped each other, you know, since then mercifully on on podcasts yeah. and stuff like that. So, so it's one of those some of these wrestling grudges. I remember Eric Bischoff and Ric Flair. Do you remember? Um, you know, they had their problems in WCW, sure. and then they did the in WWE. They did a DVD. And they interviewed both Flair and Bischoff, and then Flair ended up getting in a fight with Bischoff over it, like a real fight. And when they were filming it, yeah, I know uh, one one taping they got into a fight, and it was right when Eric had gotten there. I could have sworn, yeah, it could have been. And he, uh, Rick, Rick went after him. Yeah, they got into it, and then Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Pitcher covered it on one of his podcasts, actually. Yeah. So. Anyway, wrestling history. Uh, Matt, what's, uh, how's everything going with the campaign? Uh, very, very good. Um, please, I, I encourage everybody if you want to help out, uh, you know, raise, help me raise money for my campaign. Um, I could take up to only $1,000 per uh, entity, meaning if you own a business, you can give me $1,000. If you are, you know, by yourself personally, you can give me $1,000 because that's what you guys are going to do. No, but you can give, that's the most you can give. But like, guys, any, any bit helps. Five, 10 bucks, 20 bucks because you can't use your own money for these the campaigns. And it helps go toward like my mailings and mail outs that, that you put out as the election comes closer, which is uh, November 7th here in Longwood. Florida. So please guys, it's at Matt. I'm sorry. It's at Matt Morgan for longwood.com Matt Morgan for longwood.com. It takes two seconds guys just to click on a $5 tab or a $10 tab or $20 tab or whatever to help donate, you know, to help see your boy win his election. Honestly, you'd be helping me a ton. And, uh, for those of you that are looking to change your lives, change, you got to start with your diet. Everyone always thinks the gym and cardio is, is how you get abs. No, it's not. Abs are built in the kitchen. Everybody knows this, and we have the – everyone says this, but this really is the truth. We really do have the best meal prep company in the world called Your Nutritional Blueprint. That's YourNutritionalBlueprint.com. Check it out. It's a very easy drop-down menu to pick and choose whatever you want. You can customize your own meals, or you can go to our normal menus and just pick out uh, uh, menu items that, that are already you know stacked together as far as carbs and protein goes. 
You know, it's very simple to use. It's user-friendly. You could be a soccer mom, lawyer, doctor, uh, athlete, uh, professional bodybuilder. It doesn't matter. Everyone's using this right now. We had 41 Olympic uh, Olympia athletes on it this past Olympia, more than any other meal prep company there. Um, and more than Phil Heath's, uh, you know, uh, meal prep company, might I add. And it's because we're the most inexpensive, but we also have the best tasting food. It's $7 a pop. It's just dirt cheap, guys, compared to what you're normally paying for your meals. And you're going to get muscular. You're going to get cut. You're going to get shredded as long as you're eating clean, and this is the way to do it. All right, everyone, check that out. Um, hopefully everything goes well with Glenn. The, the fire doesn't spread to his county, and he'll be back on Wednesday. So yeah. join us on Wednesday. And thanks again, guys, for joining us for the Wrestling Game Podcast.